Hey, hi. Hello. Welcome to Sam's as of yet unnamed podcast she decided to do mostly because she's a millennial and, you know, she'd kind of be a disgrace to her entire generation if she didn't. And it was, you know, nice to not let someone else down, you know, the, the show. As you may have guessed, my name is Sam, and this is my show that I decided to do mostly on a whim because I had a microphone and a computer here, and I needed to clean things and I didn't really want to, so I decided to do this instead, which is how that happened, which is really, boy howdy if that just doesn't describe me in a nutshell. Also, I can't afford therapy. And I kind of just need to talk about things sometimes. And my friends are busy a lot because they're also adults who have uh, jobs and responsibilities and also more friends than I do. Not that I begrudge them that. My friends are pretty cool. So their friends are pretty lucky to have them, you know. But I I am selfish and do really want to spend time with my friends. So we're just going to deal with that all by talking to myself. Which is fine. It's fine. I, It's fine. But we're not going to talk about the things I need to talk about in, in therapy. Which I figure sort of everyone appreciates. Mostly me. Instead, we're going to talk about all the stupid shit I do to sort of, you know, combat the slowly encroaching darkness that requires therapy to sort of help with but as we've established that's not going to happen so we're going to talk about things that i love and things that i do and things that i enjoy doing specifically within the context of you know doing them as coping mechanisms but you got to start somewhere i think a lot of this whole first episode of thingy here we're doing might just be a lot of me complaining about not being able to afford therapy. I just I like to remind people of that because I have insurance and a full time job. My insurance doesn't cover, you know, mental health services, which is a real shame. Um, Before it changed over to this terrible, 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 terrible insurance, it it. It kind of covered mental health services in that it, it had a copay that I couldn't afford because it was very high, um, but also just didn't count towards the deductible, which was fun. Whoever invented deductible waived that whole concept um, deserves to go to hell. But, you know, that's just me. Also, um, I should probably introduce myself more than, hey, I'm Sam. But, um, hey... I am Sam. I need therapy for a number of things that aren't really the subject of the show. We'll get to them at some point. We just, we don't need to talk about it now. I, let me rephrase, I don't want to talk about it now. But, you know, that's just, that's how it goes. I don't know exactly what 
I might need to say to introduce myself other than Sam, reason we're doing this. Because I've got that. Um, I, uh, I cuss a lot. That might be something you want to know. I like cussing. It's very fun. At this point, it's not even just like a second language so much as a a hobby. Yeah, let's go with a hobby because I do it uh, pretty much on purpose 98% of the time, which doesn't account for how often I use it just in everyday speaking. Wow. Everyday conversation or speaking to other people. You ever get those days where you just like smash sentences together just in the middle of saying them? Like you just skip words because your brain's going a bit faster than your mouth. Yeah. Love that. I'm queer. I'm probably going to mention that a lot. I'm asexual. We belong in queer spaces. Fuck you for saying otherwise. If you did. If you didn't, cool. Glad to have you. Probably also going to talk about, you know, or just at the very least mention gender issues because I've got them. I'm just going to not deal with it personally. It's kind of not really my thing, you know, dealing with things. That's why I have coping mechanisms. It's why I'm using this show as a coping mechanism about my coping mechanisms. Because that sounded like a really good idea at the time. But once again, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> and and I talk a lot. So at the very least, I could do something with my ability to talk nonstop about things all the time. And at the very least, just talk about something I care about, which isn't myself. It's the things I do so I don't have to, you know, deal with myself because that's where we're at emotionally today. Man, like mental health awareness, like World Mental Health Day or whatever it's technically called was just a couple days ago. And that whole thing was great. Just a whole bunch of people all over the world. Either A, telling us capitalism is very bad because no one of us can afford therapy or mental health services, which is true. Capitalism's bad. It is. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's um, the exact issue that we're all dealing with, except that it probably is because it seems to be the root of basically everything that's terrible in the world. Boy, it's a rich person's world and we're all kind of just dying in it, right? So great. And the other part about World Mental Health Day is a whole bunch of people telling you you're not your mental illness, which I understand the sentiment of that. However, I do find it very stupid because it does, in fact, help me a great deal to know what my mental illnesses are because it does help me navigate the world a whole lot better, especially as somebody who was diagnosed as an adult with ASD. Boy, howdy, I could have used that growing up. I really could have. But whatever. I'm not bitter. I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm just lying to myself at this point. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I'm telling you that I'm bitter, but I'm going to tell me, you know, that I'm not. So I can, you know, continue to be bitter, but not have to feel bad about it. Once again, because that's where I'm at emotionally today. Most days. Most days. Let's be honest. I got distracted there for a bit. Um... I do that. I I do do that. I have no attention span. I really don't. Oh, that should work out great for this whole thing. Boy, howdy. I might not be able to talk about one subject for a long time, but I can talk for a long time. Also, I have uh, a beer here, which should help everything. 
probably going to do an episode about beer, you know? Well, maybe not. Maybe not specifically beer, but alcohol. I made a list of things I'm eventually going to talk about. It's like 150 items long, and that's just what I could think of in five minutes of planning that I did for this. I don't even have a name. I don't even have a name for this. I don't know how to edit shit in Audacity. I just know how to hit record. That's where I'm at. That's how we're doing this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But speaking of beer and alcohol, because I'm going to do an episode on those things in varying forms, because sometimes you just like to make bad and or original, usually original and also usually bad cocktails and shit. Oh, that's a hobby. That is a hobby. <laughs> the fun part is also coming up with names for them because, because that's just really fun. But I'll save those for that episode instead of just getting it all out now, you know? I have, I have a lot of varying types of coping mechanisms that I do, sort of depending on where my brain's at, when I need whatever sort of distraction I'm going for. Sometimes it's just, you know, jumping headfirst into things like I'm doing right this second. Other times it's completely and entirely over planning absolutely everything and learning everything there is to know about a thing before doing it. Because sometimes I really just need that sort of security. It really depends, you know? <laughs> if I'm if I'm up and kind of kind of not feeling great in a very kind of almost manic sort of way, we really need some structure, don't we? And if I'm very depressed, I really just need sudden things, just jumping headfirst into things. Like this. I mean, there's also, there's also, everybody has those things they do, sort of like replacement therapies, where you talk to an inanimate object or somebody who isn't there. Kind of like, you know, shower arguments or the driving home arguments. Those are really fun. I, that's why I can't really listen to podcasts when I drive home because I have to keep pausing it so I can argue with somebody who isn't there and sort of like rehash a conversation that happened. We probably won't do an episode on those because I think everybody does that. Well, like most people do that, which is great and really healthy, probably. I mean, all things considered, of the things you can do to sort of cope with shit, it's probably one of the healthier ones. I also, I also really like um, distracting like thought puzzles like if you just focus on a subject for an incredibly long time that really has no bearing on anything whatsoever but just like recasting movies or like recasting remakes or like especially like we're gonna turn this book into a movie who would you cast for shit that's a really fun game to play just on my own it's more fun with another person I will grant you but you can't play it on your own. That's a fun game. Or like that that meme of um, new animal names, like, like Danger Noodle, stuff like that. That's a fun game to play just on your own also. I enjoy that. Might not do a whole episode on that, but <laughs> here we are. Just throwing it out there. It's a thing. I like to do it to help me deal with, you know, me. It doesn't always work, but I'm still here. Remarkably. I also uh, really love food, so we're going to talk about food in varying forms a whole lot. It's going to be great. Going to have to learn how to write recipes, so that might be a f whole future episode at some point. But 
really love food. Not that great at baking, except for like three things, which is some cookies and like brownies, blondies. We're just going to call those two different things. Oh, I'm good at scones. I'm pretty good at scones. Listen, I make a lemon verbena scone that's fucking to die for. I'm not even, let's not hyperbole. It's not exaggeration. It's a very good fucking scone. We're going to talk about that. We're just going to do a whole episode about scones and like varying flavor combinations. And it's going to be great because I'll have a lot more material for that one than I do currently. <laughs> it's really hard talking about yourself. But I think I did it. Maybe. Hey, this is a break from listening to me to listen to me. Since this is kind of the halfway bit in the episode where I'm going to eventually talk about other things and kind of just do an episode here at the end, probably shorter. A brief overview. Wumpst ever. I just, I, I just realized... Here, I haven't eaten since, like, about 11 o'clock a.m. on Friday. And it's now about, like, a solid 7.30, according to my clock here. Uh, 7.30 p.m. on Sunday. And that's not good at all. Don't do that. Just, I mean, like, if a doctor tells you to do it, fine just on your own every day don't do that you should eat that's my self-care tip of the day eat something you are worth it you deserve it it'll make you feel better please i i want you to uh, not feel sick like i'm suddenly realizing i am because i haven't really felt anything this weekend so that's been fun please eat something i want you to eat something <laughs> and be happy and healthy if you're not at a place where you can Please, as soon as you get to a place where you can, please eat something. This has been Sam's self-care tip of the day. And now we're going to go back to me. Cool. And now that I think I've done a pretty uh, fine job of talking about myself, we're going to talk about things. <laughs> now we're going to do an actual episode. That's not just an introduction to the to the to the me, to the host, I guess is what I technically am. What ever. Wow, that wasn't even that wasn't even joking English. That was just a bad word there at the end. Sometimes I don't sentence well. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I do that on the phone at work all the damn time. It's bad. Anyway, here we are. First episode. We're doing an actual episode instead of just a brief overview episode. Because if you sat this far, you might as well get the whole, you know, enchilada. Whatever. Mm, do an episode about enchiladas. Fucking love enchiladas. This whole, this episode is going to be dedicated to a fairly broad subject because it's going to keep coming up because I really like repetition. As we're going to discover... But this episode we're going to do is about um, re-watching, like, the things that 
I find very comforting to rewatch and reread and re-listen to and why I like that. You know, we're going to talk about comfort food shows and comfort food movies. You know, like that same kind of feeling you get. Like, like you have a book that you've read so many times. It's like 3,000 pages. It's probably not. More like a 1,000, I guess. Unless you're reading an Alan Moore book, but whatever. It's just like a really long book. You've read it 80 times. You know every word on every single page. You can repeat it by heart. You know every important quote out of it. You can just throw those out in conversation kind of books. Like, and reading it just feels like coming home, right? Like, it just, it it's, it's one thing that never changes. It's just always comforting. It's always right there. It's always this book that you know by heart. That still, even knowing it and even reading it 80,000 times, still just makes you feel the same way it did the first time you had it, you know? Like the best grilled cheese you ever had. And you know exactly what cafe to go get it in. And what to order. And who to make sure is on the grill at the time you get it. Because, you know, that does make a difference. The be- It just feels like the best grilled cheese you can ever remember having. And every time you open that first page or every time you hear the opening bit to that song or, ah, I hit things. Or just opening, like, the first 30 seconds of a movie. It just immediately just grilled cheese in your belly or your heart. It's an emotional grilled cheese. That's what it is. A grilled cheese for your ears. Like, but maybe not, maybe not like a grilled cheese with mayo, but like a, like, like a fancy grilled cheese. Who am I to judge? I don't know. Like, there's a time and a place for a grilled cheese with mayo. Get your white bread, do it in your kitchen, like you're just throwing shit on there. You're going to get some sliced tomatoes to go with it, not on the sandwich, with it on the side. Unless you're going to, like, not put mayo in it. Like, if you're going to put mayo and tomatoes in it, it might as well just be like a club sandwich. Throw some bacon in there, lettuce. You need vegetables. You need vegetables. If I want mayo on a grilled cheese, I'm not going to put that on rye bread, which is makes the best grilled cheese fight me. Especially pumpernickel. Like, even like a swirl, like the spirally one, the rye and pumpernickel one. That one's always good. It's good. Especially seeded rye. Texture. You need texture. Throwing like some sunflower seeds? Fuck me, man. Just a mix of Havarti and Munster, and I should probably save this for another episode. Because this isn't about food, actually. Where was I? Oh yeah, things that feel good to re-listen to and re-read and re-watch and just things you know by heart. I like those. They feel good. Because <laughs> sometimes, like, when when the rest of the world is shit, you still have this song that's perfect and has never changed and won't change no matter what terrible things are happening in your life or in the world. You have this song, and that's great. Sometimes you need that. Like, you just have your playlist. It's your six favorite songs of all time that you could listen to on repeat constantly. I have that. I have a bunch of those for, like, varying situations. Kind of, I another episode we're going to eventually do is weirdly specific playlists. 
because that's also a hobby of mine. I have a lot of them. We're just going to dedicate one episode. <laughs> It'll be fine. But but everyone has like that song that always makes you feel warm and fuzzy that sometimes makes you cry when you need a good cry that makes you stop crying when you feel like you need to stop crying because man, I can't cry every day. I mean, I can. I can't cry all the time every day. There we go. That's more like it. I mean, at at this point, listen, another thing you should know about me, and I probably should have put in the intro, um, I'm also, aside from being one whole ass entire idiot, which we're gonna find out soon enough, just gotta throw that out there, also deeply entrenched in, in McElroy culture. It's just, it's a thing. I mean, at this point, we might as well just put It's a Departure by John Roderick and the Long Winters on the list of songs that feel like comfort food. Because, you know, anytime that song opens the podcast, anytime it opens, the Mbim Bam TV show is a show I will rewatch like once a month. Like I just get, I can quote it. I can quote every moment of that show. But sometimes you just need those like, ten, like that 10 minute segment when they're in safety town. And then it just, you feel like you're getting a hug. You know, they just, they're good boys. They made a good show. And all of the rest of the McElroys, listen, maybe I should just do an episode about the McElroys. Jesus Christ. It's going to become a fan cast. It's going to be bad. Though, to be fair, we are just going to have like an episode about how much I love wrestling and why it's a coping mechanism. And it's eventually just like 30 seconds into the podcast will turn into just a wrestling episode. I'm just going to talk about my feelings and opinions and that's going to be it. I did say this whole podcast adventure was its own coping mechanism, though, so that's fair. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to try to do that. I'm going to try specifically to not. But it's going to happen. I think if I had to narrow it down, like, top three songs I can listen to without fail at all times, forever and always, probably, like... Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes, I have to say, my favorite song of all time. It just, it's it's a song I always listened to growing up. It's, uh, we are a big Paul Simon family. We love Paul Simon a lot. Um, Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac. Listen, if you do breathing exercises to that, like, bit in the chorus, it's just, it's really nice and comforting. And it just, it works. It's a perfect amount of time to take a deep breath. Calm the hell down. Breathing exercises also good for you another one um and listen i'm gonna bring it back to wrestling all the time no matter what i can't help it i haven't actually watched wrestling all that long comparatively like a year at this point like have actually cared about wrestling but uh, something i care about all the time always mountain goats always uh, they have so many songs that also feel like comfort food, but I think my favorite song of theirs, regardless of it being about wrestling, because <laughs> when the album came out, I didn't give a shit about wrestling. I just kind of listened to it on a whim, like, I'm not going to dig this, but, it's, you know, Mountain Goats, we love John. We're going to see what it's like. And there's a line in The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, um, which hit me in the gut and made me feel things. And was like, oh no, I give so much of a shit about this very specific feeling I'm getting from this because it's very universal. It's very familiar. 
Um, but there's a line in it, the, he was my hero back when I was a kid. You let me down, but Chavo never once did. Is, Jesus shit. <laughs> that hit me real hard. And it's one of my favorite things about Mountain Goats and John Darnielle's writing, because he's very good, is that he has this really good habit of, no matter how inaccessible whatever subject the song is or the album or whatever just putting in just tiny little lines that make it universally understandable you may not suddenly be enthusiastic about wrestling but you understand the feeling of this song and why wrestling is important to this person and in this context and that's real great it's why i like his music so much it's why <laughs> Why I fucking love Mountain Goats. They're great. That's why I love that song. I can listen to that song like 12 times a day and not ever get tired of it. It's a song I will never, ever skip if it comes up in a playlist. If by some chance I hear it on the radio, I will listen to that song on the radio. No matter how bad the reception is. Because it doesn't fucking matter. It's still such a great song. Other things we're going to find out about me, aside from me occasionally getting very distracted, being an idiot, caring way too much about wrestling and other things that don't matter, you know, sort of universally speaking, um, is I really also love comic books a whole lot. I've been kind of, you ever get that level of like depressed where you just start to hate things you love? I've been, I've been there for, um, oh, like three years. Yeah, there was a point in time where I just stopped listening to podcasts. Also, like, I would just drive to work in silence, like, that level of depressed, and it fucking sucked. We're kind of coming out of it. We're trying, at least. But at some point, like, I have way too many comics as somebody who doesn't make a lot of money. Let's go with that. As somebody who doesn't make a lot of money, I have way too many comics. And at some point, I got way too depressed to actually read any of the comics that I have. Also sucks. But there are some of those that I can come back to even when I am very depressed because they just, they feel good, feel like a hug, especially like sex criminals. And that's a weird title for people who don't um, read it or know what it is coming from somebody who's asexual to talk about it. But it's important. And like, if you haven't, if you have read it, you understand, you know, Alex is great, great character. Matt Fraction, good dude. Chip Starsky, also good dude. They put this whole ass thing out in the world and it's brilliant and great. And it makes me so happy and makes me laugh, no matter how sad I am. And if you've never read it, I just let me try and sell it to you. Because the first arc of this is about <laughs> a girl who stops time when it's time when she orgasms. Meeting and falling in love with a guy who also stops time when he orgasms. And they try to save a library by robbing banks. So honestly, just read it. It's a very good fucking comic, okay? But they also, later in the series, included a um, an asexual character in this story that revolves... It's not about sex, and it's... Well, I mean, it is. It's not a sexy comic. It's... I think I've heard it described as unspankable, which is very true. But it's a comic that relies so much on sex that to include an asexual character and not 
push them out of this experience and not keep them at odds with this world that she's living in or they're living in or whatever. It just, it's really important to me and it makes me very happy and it kind of adds a lot more meaning to reading the earlier stuff before Alex is a character in it. And it's, it's just really important to me and it's very good. <laughs> I can't, I, I'll, listen, I'll do an episode on it because I can talk about sex criminals all the time. I really want it to come back <laughs> really soon, please. I need, I need Susie and John back in my life, please. Please, Matt. Please, Chip. Please. Um, Bitch Planet's another one that's very important to me. And if you want to understand who I am as a person a little bit more, um, let me just tell you this very on-brand story of me and my best friend dressed to the nines because we're on the way to a wedding where we're going to be photographers in a Hardee's. Was it a Hardee's? Yeah, it was a Hardee's. On the interstate. So, like, one of the interstate, like pullouts where you can get gas and shit they're getting lunch and me starting to cry explaining bitch planet to her because it's such an important book to me <laughs> it's a very good comic go read it especially if you're a feminist if you're not a feminist oh god please stop listening to this show please go away just leave please now i have no patience for you go away and if you're one of those people who says that you're not a feminist and then comes at me with a whole bunch of things that are feminist ideas and ideals you're an idiot there's there's nothing wrong with feminism i don't know what's this thing where like i think men and women should be treated equally but i'm not a feminist what is that just say it it's fine whatever the more you say it the less people give a shit just go with it okay it's fine it's not a big deal calm your tits whatever tangent done <sniffs> another thing i watch a lot um which i'm super surprised i liked as a movie um the man from uncle like specifically the movie i thought i would hate it and maybe that's just because whoever made the um american trailers for it that went on tv was one also whole ass entire idiot because those are so bad man they probably if they'd had a truer trailer people would have gone to see the movie i can guarantee it because i finally only went to see it because i saw a post on probably tumblr about why it was a good movie actually and then also saw the full-length trailer probably that played before like ant-man or something so i went on a whim like, the last week it was in theaters, and I was like, oh no, this is good. Also, favorite movie theater experience. <laughs> We're going to get another tangent here, because I like telling stories. But it was very funny at the time. Now listen, I'm not entirely certain what your, like, movie theater situation is. But ours at the time was a car mic. Um, so, you know, fine. An adequate movie-going experience. But when movies are, like almost at the end of their run, they go to like the outer fingers of whatever <laughs> your movie theater setup is because you have your newer movies always playing the closer theaters that are bigger. And then you have the tiny theaters that don't have air conditioning way down at the end with way fewer seats and they don't play all that shit before the trailers start. And when you're in those has much steeper sort of rows of seats 
So there's only like three rows you can really sit in that are good. So you're not straining your neck looking down or looking up and getting a headache. Because listen, you don't want to sit in the front row in those. Front row, the bigger theater, fine. It's a novelty experience. But when the smaller ones, you're just so close and it's so uncomfy. I did it once, never again. Anyway, rows six, seven, and eight, kind of in the middle there. That's what you want. The back rows. It's great. That's where you want to sit. So I walk in because I want to see this movie. I'm there 10 minutes early with a book and a light snack because I come prepared to any sort of public place because I don't super like going out in public around people, you know, places people are, especially alone. But books, light snack, I come prepared because I know they're not going to be showing trailers. To my surprise, there are people in here already. Two of them. Two dudes. Older dudes. Older gentlemen. Gray. Little pot bellies. One guy sitting dead center of row eight. And you can guess the rest of this. Another guy sitting dead center of row six. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Do I sit dead center of row seven? You bet I do. Because I might be awkward, but I'm also... I really love making people uncomfortable. It's it's a pastime of mine. Like, not in a creepy way, but just sort of like an awkward human way. Because I can't help it. I'm going to do it anyway, so I might as well do it on purpose, is sort of my reasoning there. Anyway, three of us, ten minutes early. There's nothing on the screen. <laughs> there's no air conditioning, so there's no noise. It's quiet it's stuffy. The guy behind me's got popcorn. He's going at it. Like, good for you, dude. Go for it. Everyone loves popcorn. That's a lie. I super don't like popcorn. Whatever. I know. I don't like mayo on grilled cheese. That's a lie, too. Sometimes I do. I just have very strong opinions about it. Whomstever. We're there. We're hanging out. Ten minutes go by. As soon as the lights kind of, like, dim for, like, I mean, the trailers have played at this point. So like more like 30 minutes have gone by, whatever. As soon as the lights go fully down, like when the actual movie starts, the guy in front of me, and let me describe him a bit for you, an older gentleman, little pot belly, button down shirt, khaki slacks with a crease. He's in a tweed jacket that has elbow pads and like round ass wire rimmed glasses. Great dude. You looks like a history professor. Nothing against history professors. I'm just saying we all have an image of one. He's pretty much it. Instant. The lights go down. This motherfucker reaches into his trouser pocket and pulls out a can of PBR and cracks it open. And I can't tell you how much I love this man. I don't know him. I've never seen him again to the best of my knowledge because I didn't really look at his face when I was walking up the steps. But I love him. I support him in everything he does, and I hope that he's happy now, and I also hope he's, you know, not a Republican, because otherwise I would have a lot of issues sort of with the whole caring about him thing. But anyway, pulls it out. Like, halfway through the movie, not even, well, I don't remember how long into the movie it was. About the time, <laughs> okay, if you've seen the movie, it's where Ilya and Napoleon are trying to escape the factory and they jump right out the window it's great beautiful whatever it's the funniest fucking moment it's fine 
He crumples the can, <laughs> puts it in his pocket, and reaches into the other pocket and pulls out another can of PBR. Because you know nobody checked his pockets, but he's got, like, a big enough belly that his pants are belted under it. So he's got the round belly, pants belted under it, come up over the ass so, like, the pockets are sticking out of it. Like, you know the look. Like, you've all had a math teacher who looked like that. It was great. I appreciate him so much. Now that I think about it and am recounting this story, it's probably 90% of the reason why I love this movie so much. But also, it's very good. Listen, you don't know how much it means to me to have a female villain who isn't defined by having a tragic backstory. It's so nice. It's so refreshing. She's just evil because she wants power. Dear God, that's nice. That's just, it feels good. It feels good. Also, I would be remiss if I um, didn't mention... <laughs> How many times I've seen Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that movie so much. It came out when I was born. I've literally been watching it my entire life. There was a phase I went through, like 7th, 8th grade-ish. I'll grant you about the time I was going through my fake goth phase, um, where I was just... I, if there's one thing I know, it's how to commit to a bit. And that bit at the time was um, pretending to be goth because one of my school bullies called me goth one day and then wouldn't stop. And at some point I was just like, fine, I guess I am now. And yeah, yeah, like $200 of shit at Hot Topic. And in another, another incredibly on-brand story, because I also knew most of the teachers didn't like me to begin with because I'm a shit. In order to keep... <laughs> The teachers from giving me shit for starting to dress like I walked right out of a hot topic is at some point I just shoved all of it into a trash bag or two, took it to school, carried it right into the principal's office, and got her permission to wear it. <laughs> so when the teachers tried to go to the school and complain about the way I was dressing, they couldn't do shit because the principal gave me fucking permission. And it was so fucking satisfying. Right up until they tried to fail me and hold me back from going to high school. So that did suck a whole lot. Part of it was also depression because I'd lost um, a, a friend of mine that year. And <laughs> just nobody decided to do anything. So I was falling behind and teachers hated me. So nobody helped. But I'm also not bitter about that. I'm... So fucking bitter about it. Small town schools. What the fuck are you going to do, right? Anyway. <laughs> Fake goth phase. Nightmare before Christmas. Because, of course you do. You always do. You have to do. Because Tim Burton. At some point I was watching it like two to three times a week. Like so often. I know all of the songs by heart still. I have every single cover version for every single song probably. Like, remember when She Wants Revenge covered um, Kidnap the Sandy Claws? Because I do. I think about that a lot because I have it. Probably both in physical CD form still and saved in like five different places on my computer because I go through computers so fast. I'm so hard on computers. I'm My new one's like a year old-ish and it's been doing very well. And maybe it's just because I got a Dell this time and, and not an HP. That might be a thing. <laughs> get you get you Adele this isn't an ad I'm just saying HPs are really weak apparently 
and they don't withstand, you know, the Sam. This motherfucker. Doing great. Love it. I guess, like, at the end of this <laughs> tangent story filled mess of a shitty episode made by somebody who doesn't fucking know how to make podcasts. At the end of all of this, like, it just, it feels good to have some sort of a consistent thing. Like, something to grasp onto and hold onto and feel comforted by because it's consistent and it's not changing when everything else around you might be going to absolute shit. You know? And you need that. Because change... <laughs> change sucks. It's no... No two ways about it. Change sucks. And some of us, me, in this very specific instance, um, some of us don't deal with it at all. Like, not even just don't deal with it well. Like, some of us just don't deal with it. <laughs> and you need these life rafts in the middle of everything to grab onto. And even if it's a song you've heard 30,000 times that day, can still feel like that. And that's good. And that's important. And that's something I cling to constantly. <laughs> it's something that's very important to me and something I use on a daily fucking basis. And, and that's sort of a brief overview of why that's important to me. Probably going to do a whole bunch of individual episodes on individual things that I rewatch constantly. But, you know, we have a start here. We've gotten to know me, I hope, if you're listening. I kind of hope nobody's listening. At this point, I'm just like, this is for me. I'm just going to put it out there so I have, like, some sort of social contract with myself to continue doing this. But here we are. <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's great. Whatever. I don't know how to end this. I don't... <laughs> I guess um, I should tell you to follow me on Twitter. Because that's where I'm active and do stuff. Um, most of it is mildly horny shit posting about wrestling. I'll grant you that. Sometimes it's very angry stuff about my mental health. A lot of that, too. It's like, it's a tie. And sometimes, sometimes, cute animal videos. But, Twitter. At Sam Faux Show, bro. Where you can find me. I don't know what my stupid <laughs> Twitter name is at the moment, but it's not going to be Sam. Probably either a wrestling reference or, like, something stupid. Whatever it is, you'll find me. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to properly end this. I don't have a name for this dumb thing yet. Oh, oh. I'm not calling it this dumb thing. I thought about like I had a split second there of like, oh, that's a great name. Like that's already a podcast. And it's a good one. Go listen to it when you're done with this. It's almost over. I'm, I can't call it that. But this is a thing that I'm doing that's dumb. That I don't have a name for yet. And hopefully by the next time I do one of these, I'll have a name picked out. Maybe some art. And then I can figure out how to edit this and post it to the internet. So that it can hopefully go largely ignored by the general population. Whomstever. We're here. We're done. We did it. We did it. Kinda. <laughs>